you know, I believe, you know, we come from Mother Nature, we come from the earth, and the first time I really felt at home was in nature. And the fruits, you know, led me to that. The fruits led me to that because the fruits are such a high vibration, you know, they vibrate with the frequency of the earth. And you match, whatever your frequency is matching, that's where you end up. So I ended up in nature, I ended up vibrating with earth's frequency, and I truly felt connected. And... If you when you eat when you're not eating the right things, you're not you're not going to be connected to the earth, and you're and you're not going to be connected to yourself. You're going to be doing other things like I used to do with all the junk food, all the video games. I was just distracting myself. I was going away from myself. So you eat the low vibrational foods. You're literally going away from yourself. And if you look at the planet, we're totally going away from ourselves. We're like the opposite of what we should be. We're we're like animals in a zoo. I mentioned that in my very first video. We're like we're exhibiting behaviors that are that are very unnatural to us as human beings because we're beings of love, we're beings of connection, we're beings of community, and we're not doing that right now. Right now, we are totally separate from each other. We are totally separate from nature. We're literally trying to cover up nature. So once I started eating the fruits, I really finally really connected with Mother Nature, and I really understood. Like I understood you know, about veganism, about the animals and the planet. But when I started eating more fruit and more high vibrational foods, less foods that are more, more simple foods that are more similar to myself because, you know, the high water content, they're very similar to us. So it's like it's very easy to assimilate into our bodies. I made that connection and I'm seeing how deep that connection goes. And then you kind of realize that you are the universe, that you are connected to it all. Like you are not separate from it. And, you know, that's I love to go you know, philosophical on it. And it's, it's just a beautiful thing. When you realize you're a part of it, you realize that you do belong. It's it's I'm, I'm happy just knowing that because growing up, I just felt like I didn't belong. I felt like this was not the place for me. I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> but now I'm just like, I do belong. I have a gift here. I have a purpose to be here. And I'm part of it all. Welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. I'm your host, Pat McCauley. This podcast is all about celebrating the lives of those who have adopted a plant-based or vegan lifestyle and how it has positively impacted their health, relationships, outlook on life, and so much more. For more episodes and information about the benefits of living a plant-based or vegan lifestyle, visit eatgreenmakegreen.com. All right, on this week's episode, I sit down with the inspiring Josue Joseph, uh, JJ for short. He's originally from Haiti, now lives uh, with his family in the Boston area and works in Boston. And we connected on Instagram. Uh, I've been following his stuff on Instagram and YouTube for a while. He's got a good following on there. And he's got a good following and people just resonate with him because he just really tells it how it is. He is just open and honest about his journey um, from from being... You know, a few years back being a, a junk food eating, video game playing, unhappy, kind of um, out of place, feeling out of place uh, sort of guy, to now a raw vegan um, who really feels like he's finally, through his food choices and, and how it's changed him, that he's finally found his place, you know, in the world and in the universe and uh, you know, he feels more connected with nature now through just, just making, the, you know, the food choices. So, uh, we talk about why JJ became vegan. Uh, he, uh, was vegan for, uh, the past three years and recently became raw vegan. 
Uh, so uh, why he chose to do that, uh, what it's done for his physical and spiritual health as well, um, why being selfish is not always a bad thing, and why eating high vibrational foods like fruit is the key to truly connecting to yourself. Uh, JJ eats a ton of fruit. He's almost like a fruititarian, um, a ton of raw fruit. And I mean, guy is just shredded, thriving. Um, again, one of the, one of these people you sit down with right away and you look eye to eye and he's just fully engaged, fully present. And as I say every week, guys, it's got everything to do with what he puts in his body. And, uh, so we, we, we also get into, um, kind of, uh, deficiencies and things like that, that, you know, people would generally say if all you eat is fruit, that you would be deficient in something. And, uh, JJ is certainly not. <laughs> um, so anyway, he's an absolutely amazing guy and he just carries this message of embodying and spreading love in, you know, a, a modern world that really, really needs that. Um, when we first met, he, he gets out of his car and just gives me just the realest hug I've, I've had in my life. I mean, he just really uh, spreads love and, and just truly, um, you know, matches his actions to his belief. Um, it's just an awesome conversation. We go in a bunch of different directions. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy it. So without further ado, the Haitian sensation, Josue Joseph. All right, welcome back, everybody. I got Josue. Josue? Yep. <laughs> I, we were joking before this that I'm butchering his name, but uh, Josue Joseph in the house. Uh, thanks for coming down from Brockton. Appreciate it. Uh, we're, in the, we're in the eat green, make green layer down here in Weymouth, Mass. Uh, so me and Josue just recently connected. So you got put on my radar first when I had uh, Kyle Gillen Hughes on the podcast nice. and he mentioned he met up with you and like loved you and uh you guys had a great conversation or or, or walk in the park or whatever you did there and uh so i've been following you since on instagram and i know you're a local guy so i was like i gotta get you on so um just messaged you a few days ago and, and we made it happen so thanks for coming down and i'm just excited to talk with you i know uh, a little bit about your story through instagram and youtube and and that sort of thing, but uh, would love to just share it with kind of all the listeners and and uh, yeah. So, uh, do you mind just taking us back to life growing up, where you're from, the whole? Let's let's hear the whole the whole background here. Well, um, I'm from Haiti. I was born there. Um, I don't remember much in Haiti. Um, it was all right. Um, yeah, I talk a lot on my channel about where in my past I wasn't really living, so I, w I wasn't really paying attention to too much that was going on. I was kind of going through the motions. I first came to the States when I was nine, and you know, it was, it was definitely a life-changing uh, thing for me. Life here was way different than it was in Haiti, mm. a lot more fast-paced. I was being introduced to a lot of things, and you know, I kind of fell in. I fell all in to life here and fell to all the traps, as you could call them, and to like the consumerism, you know. I became a whole different person here. Um, I was in Florida for a while as well, but I've been in Massachusetts most of my life now for about 10 years. 
And it's a great place. I like it. Um, I think the vibration could be a little bit better. And of course, after going raw, I'm, I'm all set on. I'm definitely ready to just be in a, a tropical environment. Yeah, um, no, I, I hear that. Eat so much fruit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so parents, brothers, sisters, what's what's kind of the family dynamic, and and what uh, what what were you eating growing up, and you know what's kind of the what's what's the lifestyle like? Growing up, um, in I'm, well, in Massachusetts, I guess. I'm the there. only. I'm the only vegan in my family still so far. Yeah, yeah. my mom is getting there. She's making some changes. You know, yeah. switching over to uh, soy and like almond milk and things like that, um, and eating less meat. But most of my family, like we're the heavy meat eaters. Um, a lot of alcoholics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, not I won't say alcoholics, but you know, we love to drink. Heavy drinkers. We, yeah. we get we get together and we drink a lot. And one thing that happened when I came back here from Florida is that I started to drink a lot as well. You know. And um, yeah, they, I live with my mom and my brothers, and you know it's it's a little hard sometimes being surrounded by that environment. But it is getting better. There's a lot more fruit in the house now yeah. than there used to be. So <laughs> yeah. you know, it's I'm making an impact slowly but surely. And but yeah, it's that's family life really. It's it's a little difficult at times. Um, for a while, I didn't. Especially after going vegan, I didn't feel like I belonged in the family. I felt kind of like an outcast. Mm. You know, they kind of like poke jokes at me every now and then. And I act like it wouldn't bother me, but in actuality, it really did. And I did feel a little bit separate from um, my own family, which was a little hard. But, you know, recently I've connected with Mother Nature and I've made the connection that we are all connected. So I know even though I might not be there with my family, that I know that I have family all around the world, surely. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of typical, like... Massachusetts American diet, you know, and at what point is kind of the you know the the vegan and now raw vegan? I mean, when does this all creep into your life and why? Mm-hmm. I said the first time it crept into my life, I was it's definitely like after having my daughter. I decided like I just needed to make some changes in my life. I needed to become a better person because I felt like I I never focused on improving myself. And then I had a teacher that um, recommended. He was uh, I was going to school to be a personal trainer at the time, and he was he had this book, and he said that this book is telling me to tell you this, but I don't believe it. I think this is a lie, mm. and because the book was talking about calories in, calories out, and how every calorie is equal, you know. And he says that he didn't believe that, and he recommended that we would watch this movie called Fed Up. And I watched that movie, and it was all about like the sugar and all foods, and like all the lies and how the, the food industry is everywhere. And, you know, it talked about all that. And it was very eye-opening for me. And I started doing a little bit more research. And then I kind of fell away from that for a little bit. Ended up watching some videos by the Hodge twins. And I started listening to them because they were all ripped. And I was trying to get ripped at the time. Yeah, right, right. So then they were talking about how they eat just a whole bunch of calories. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. They were going to, like, Burger King, McDonald's, Dairy Queen, Arby's. Like, eating a bunch of, like, just meat and salt and all this stuff so i'm like okay i mean i feel like i've been eating a lot of junk in my life and i still didn't really gain weight so i can do that so i started doing that and like i gained weight so fast and then i actually ended up watching a video by vegan gains about them telling showing how they were just giving a lot of misinformation and after i watched that video then i watched a speech by gary urofsky i believe yeah the best best speech ever ever or whatever yeah yeah. watched that and then Mm -hmm. i watched a couple more videos read some articles and that night i just like went vegan and i've never looked back yeah so let's talk about that for a second what do you think because i've i've talked to a lot of people and you know the people that end up vegan right are the ones that are able to watch videos like that 
take in the information, process the information, and then almost nobody does not agree with it. Like when you see those videos and you, you're, you see the research and you see a different perspective and you, you have all the knowledge, one type of person will immediately change and, and tie those values or those, that new knowledge into their life. And the other person will not do anything. Like there's plenty of people out there that have this information that know if they wanna you know, prevent disease, if they wanna cause less harm, um, you know, they just have to, you know, take the meat and dairy out of their lives, but they're not able to do it. So I ask this question a lot to people. What do you think it is about you and other kind of, you know, vegans that are able to make that change in their life? I think it's just that, you know, we're ready for, to make a change. We have to mm. be ready to make a change. Nobody's mm. gonna, you know, nobody can be forced to change. You can give somebody all the information in the world, but unless part of them is ready to make that change, it's not going to happen um, because I also realized back in my past when I was going to school, I did some like, you know, some um, essays about like being you know, overweight and obesity. And I've and I wrote down about the stuff that they were doing with the food. So I kind of knew that from back then. And I also had a class about environmentalism that talked about the animal agriculture. And I even wrote a paper talking about how animals feel just like humans. I, had, I wrote all that down in the past, yeah. but I never followed up with it. Uh, so at that time, I was not ready to make the change. But at mm. this time, I was looking to make the change. And I was ready. I was looking for something because I felt, you know, I was finally ready to come out of the fact that I've always noticed that in my life growing up that something wasn't right. The world isn't right the way that it was, and I was just trying to figure out what is it, what am I missing? So I was, I was finally on the hunt for the truth, and now the truth was brought to me again. I'm like, and it just clicked in, and I had to. Yeah, I so, was happy to do it. Yeah, so it takes, it takes you getting to a place where you're ready, to, you're ready for a change. You've had enough of kind of, you know, whatever it is, lack of energy or, or you know, weight or health issues or whatever, and once you're at that place kind of everything everything starts to click and you, you put that information to use you'd say yeah definitely yeah. yeah yeah so since making the change this is you said a little over a year ago or so i've been vegan for about two years and three months i've been okay. mostly raw for about a year now okay cool so uh tell us tell us all about like what it did for you um you know what's it done over the course of you know two two and a half years um, I would say the the transition from um, cooked, I mean, from non-vegan to vegan was definitely an interesting one. Um, I definitely don't want to relive those days because I was very much a junk food vegan when I first mm. went because I didn't I didn't go vegan originally for my health. I went vegan because of the animals and the environment. Mm. Uh, so I just started eating like the vegan junk foods. I was eating the burgers, the pizzas, and all that stuff, and I wasn't really eating too healthy. Um, I still thought in my mind it's vegan, it's healthy. Yeah, so, yeah. I lived that life for almost two years, and you know it was very um, hard because I was I became very egotistical and I was very argumentative and I was always fighting with people. I was always trying to convert people to go vegan and not the best ways. I ended up being called like a jerk sometimes <laughs> yeah. or you know some pretty bad things. And I look back and I was I was pretty I was always going at people and judging people. Um, but going raw was definitely a whole different story. It was kind of like the opposite of that um, and that really opened up my mind, opened up my, my body and everything to, to find myself. You know, I became more loving, I became connected. 
I would say that's why I encourage people to eat the fruits. And I always say, like, the truth is in the fruit. Like, you know, I just felt like just from eating the food, because uh, I, I believe that food is information. You know, mm. we have information all around us, and there's a lot of information in the food, and there's good information in the food. And when I ate the food, like, it just kind of cleansed me out, and I was able to listen to my intuition a lot more. I was able to listen to my instincts a lot more. My instincts... I was, I was able to hear them rather than all the other voices, all the other information that was coming from, like, the, as I call it, the dead foods, the, the processed foods, the meats, the dairies. Like, those foods are very, you know, they're messed with. And, you know, if you're eating an animal, as an instance, you're getting everything that the animal had, all that information, all the sadness, all the pain, all the fear, all the anger. You know, a lot of people go through, like, things with, you know, be, you know bipolar disorders, and, like, they, they get angry for no reason. It's coming from the food that we're eating because that's information. So once I started eating the fruits and, you know, going raw, that was a life-changing opportunity. It allowed me to really finally find my voice, find my gift, find my talent, and now I know what I can bring to the world, and I'm happy to share it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, can we dive into that a little more on like specifically, I mean, for me, I talk about that experience as a, you know, switching to a whole food, you know, mm -hmm. vegan diet. I talk about that experience as spiritual. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's just how I define it. And a lot of people I tell that to that have not experienced it think I'm crazy mm. and I understand that because you know three years ago myself I would have called myself crazy right <laughs> but it really is some sort of spiritual experience so can we dive a little bit more into kind of the transformations that took place both mentally physically mm. yeah it is is definitely a spiritual spiritual experience it's so much a spiritual experience I when I first was going through it I couldn't really explain what I was going through I was just happy um, I started waking up like early every day with and had ton and ton of energy and I started just seeing the world in a different way I started loving people more and that literally it transformed me from the inside out you know physically like I dropped weights like I dropped like 10 pounds pretty fast after just eat started eating that way and I'll say it's very symbolic because the spiritual aspect of it is really has been a journey of letting go, you know, because it's a journey of transformation. So you're kind of letting go of the old you. The old you kind of has to die so the new you comes. And it's not really a new you. It's just the you that you've always been, but you forgot, like, your higher self, the you, your intuition like that's been inside of you. And I believe that's been coming out, you know, every day you know i'm learning and i'm learning to be more of myself that's why like my channel is called hear me raw because it's like it's 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 me it's me i'm no longer wearing a mask anymore i've been able to take off the mask and i've been able to really face myself and be true to myself and be honest like i just instead of arguing with people all the time and trying to be right i had to take a step back maybe i don't know everything maybe i can learn from others and maybe there is more to life and just from that perspective, I've been more open. I've been judging less. I've been living more, mm. you know? So I think, yeah, it's definitely a spiritual thing. And when I first started too, everybody thought I was crazy. And that was a little stressful, you know? Because I was just happy for no reason. And people just didn't get that. Like the sun would come out and I'd just be like excited. And they were just like, JJ, are you okay? But I just started enjoying life more. I started, mm. started enjoying other people more, and I really started enjoying myself more and who I am. And I just didn't really care what other people thought. I just wanted to be me and express me. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think similarly, like when I first found out about, you know, the power of, 
eating whole plant foods and, you know, getting rid of all the crap that's, you know, making me sick and clogging my, my brain and, and kind of, you know, just, just not fueling my, my body and my spirit. Right. When Mm. I got rid of that and I saw the power of whole plant foods, uh, similar thing, right. At first, like you're pissed off a little bit, like you, you get to a place you feel so amazing and you realize the power of it and you're, you're like a little pissed off and you're like, I've been told the wrong thing my entire life. (laughs) Like this is, this is bogus. And then, and then, yeah, there's like an element of you get so passionate about it that you just want other people to know, like you want Mm. other friends, family, you know, anybody to just be like, no, like that burger. Mm. No, that's a, that's a living creature. Not only are you eating another creature, but you're also doing harm to yourself. Mm. Like you just want people to know. So, and I was like way more aggressive, you know, at the beginning too. But then again, it comes to that point where you just get more and more comfortable and at ease with yourself and in like this, this, this place that, yeah, you come at it from more of a, a place of love. Not that you weren't before, but you just know being aggressive is not, is not the way. And, and as you said before, people have to be in the right spot in their life to even hear, mm. you know, what you're saying. <clears throat> so I get that. So transformation takes place. Can we talk a little bit physically? I know like you got a couple videos on the channel of how, you know, it impacted you physically, um, you know, in the weight room and just weight wise and all that. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, before I was vegan, I was around 180 pounds. Now I believe I'm around like 155, 160, depending. I, I think those are the weights that I stick around now. And I probably would have thought that I was, that I'm pretty skinny because I grew up being called skinny a lot. That was like my nickname. They called me Zopope. And that was like <laughs> a Haitian way of calling me skinny. And I guess I thought that was funny, but to me, it really hurt me and I didn't want to be skinny anymore. And so when I came here, and I started seeing people low weightlifting. I fell into like the um, the high protein diet. I was I had the whey protein. I had the casein protein. I was taking creatine. I was even gonna start taking um, the um, the pre workouts as well. So I was trying to get big, and it was all just because I had no confidence in myself. Truly, I still I didn't really love myself at all. And once I went vegan, I I've, ever since going vegan, I've never even touched a protein powder. So the whole protein thing, I kind of just avoid that. And I try to get people, you know, it's not all about the protein. <clears throat> and I still build muscle. Like I'm not trying. If you're trying to be like a bodybuilder, you can get extra protein if needed. But if you're just trying to stay fit, you don't really need to f- worry about protein. I still have a lot of muscle, and I don't take any extra protein. I just eat mostly fruits, and I still. Ke- I'm able to stay like ripped and everyone's asking me, you know, how am I doing it? I just, it's not about the protein. But when I went raw, that became a whole different thing because now I wasn't really focused on being big anymore and trying to build muscle. I was just really focused on like my mental health, but I know that they're both connected and my body has changed and it took me a while to to get used to it because at first I was like, man, JJ, you're so skinny because I realized that the way I see myself is different than other people see me. Like you might see me and think I'm like this muscular but I look at myself I actually see myself as actually being skinnier and that's a mental thing because yeah. I've always yeah. thought of myself as skinny it was like a but now that I'm I'm loving myself a lot more and spending more time with myself I'm totally in love with my body and I think it's um it's the first time I've been in love with my body my whole life even when I was like really ripped and shredded and bigger I still didn't love my body um 
you know, because I was still doing harm to it. But now I truly, truly love my body. And the raw diet, like the whole food plant-based diet, really allowed me to get to that place because before then, I, I was disconnected to my body. And it's hard to be in love with your body if you're disconnected from it, if you're always putting the things in it that are causing it to work extra hard and just, you know, making it hard. So you kind of have to get out of your own way and give your body the right fuel that it needs so in order so you can truly communicate with your body. Because mm. it was my body that, you know, that made me go on this diet. My body told me, JJ, stop eating these foods. Like, I lost appetite for the cooked foods, and, and I that's when I ran into the, the fruits and the vegetables, and that changed my life. And now I, I just, I truly, I love my body, and I think loving your body is the first step. You do have to love your body in order to, to truly be happy. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can also touch on that. Personally, um, you know, similar thing, you know, three years ago I was taking pre-workouts. I, I was like, I used to take pre-workout before a yoga class. Like I was so, <laughs> oh like God. I was so just like ridiculously whey protein shakes, you know, casein before bed, like all the, all the crap were fed. Mm. Um, and I just totally bought into all of it. <clears throat> And then when, you know, you cut all that out and I didn't cut all that out until I realized how powerful the food was and similar experience, getting more in touch with your body and the more in touch with my body I became, the less I wanted to spend an hour and a half in the gym, the more, like the more I just wanted to go outside for a walk for an hour mm -hmm. or, or go for a run or go for a bike ride, something outside yeah. like that. I think that naturally happens. And really the only, I do like to feel strong still. Um, I used to lift probably four or five days a week. Now I go in, you know, once, twice a week. Yeah. But the crazy thing is, like, I can still bench what I benched. I can still, you know, do the things that, you know, it previously, you know, I had to, I had to really work for. Now, like, things just, I just stay strong. I mean, yes. I, my muscles maintained. I stay strong, I stay lean, which is what I want at the mm -hmm. end of the day, right? And um, just people don't think that's, that's possible. We're, we're just so blinded by all this protein stuff. And uh, yeah, but I think there's just like a natural tendency when you get that connection with your body where it's like, I just want to be outside. Like, mm. that's, that's what happened to me. So I, I lift way less. Yeah. Um, and, but I also know... Now, because you eat this way, you just don't need to bust your ass anymore, nope, right? It's so much easier to maintain how you want to look and, and how you want to feel. Yeah, the path of least resistance, that's something that I always say and always comes to mind. We have to simplify things. Mm. We, are, we are working way too hard. We're working, everyone right now is working so hard, but we're not getting anywhere truly. You know, I see people that work really hard at the gym and they tend to stay at the same place for a long time. And I'll just come and go here and there. Like I, same, same thing with me. I don't work out like I used to. I used to work out a lot. And yeah, it's just, it's, it maintains. I can stay lean and ripped and like shredded without having to go every day. And mm. it's a beautiful thing. You just don't have to work as hard because you're no longer getting in the body's way. The body can heal itself a lot better. And all the protein and all that stuff, it just, it damages your body anyway. So you're actually causing yourself to have to work harder to maintain. Because I remember back then, if I stopped going to the gym, like, I'd, it just turned into fat. Like, I would yes, just, I would lose exactly. my muscle. I'll get really weak really fast. And, but now I can, if, even if I don't really work out for a whole month, when I get back into it, I, it's like, it's easy. I yeah. just get back into it and it's easy. Yeah. And 
and there's never something I experience like I just don't get sore anymore. You know, next day I go back to the gym. Like I can, I could tomorrow, even though I have been the past six months probably lifting once or twice a week, I could go tomorrow and lift five days in a row. Like same body part. And I just know my body's just so good at recovering now that that's possible, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and to tell the average person that, you know, that's possible for me with no protein and no supplements and all that, that, they just think you're you're nuts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So what do you think the biggest misconception is with being vegan or um, I try to use the term plant-based when mm -hmm. we're talking diet-wise because I think being vegan is a whole bigger picture. Um, so when focusing on health, I try to say plant-based. Um, what do you think the biggest like misconception is around a plant-based diet? Well, in terms of the diet we'll talk about, because I definitely believe, in my opinion, my opinion is like, if you're going to be plant-based, it's got to be a lot of fruit. Mm. And I think the biggest misconception with that is fruit is, has a lot of sugar. Mm. And I hear that so much. My mom was always telling me, because I eat a lot of watermelon, like mm. a lot. <laughs> like, I would probably eat like a whole watermelon a day, if not more. Yeah. Uh, and she's just telling me like, you know, watermelon has a lot of sugar. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Like, you know, like if you eat a lot of watermelon, you see people that have gone like on watermelon fast, like they lose weight and they get oh, like yeah. ripped. And they look amazing. Yeah. Like skin comes to life, yes. everything. Yeah. And there's so, so many benefits to it. So, like, the sugar thing is keeping a lot of people from eating more fruit. They won't even touch a banana. Uh, we have, like, uh, nutritionists or bodybuilders telling people, you know, oh, only have one banana a day or something like that, or one banana a week, I've even heard. And it's like, the sugar in the fruit is not an issue. You know, that's what we should be eating. It's the, I mean, you know, they'll, they'll avoid the fruit sugars, but then they'll eat the artificial sugars and think that it's better. Oh, it's a low-calorie sugar or something like that. And those are even worse. Science has already proven that. So I think the sugar thing is something that we need to try to get in, in front of, but it's it's so hard because everyone's, are, just like the protein thing, everyone's heard of, like, the fruit has a lot of sugar. Yeah. But then they'll have, like, bacon and eggs for breakfast. I'm just like, do you really think bacon and eggs could be better than, like, an apple or a watermelon or a mango? I mean, it's... Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped you brought this up because I see it all the time, too, with people that they're avoiding fruit. The... What I believe, like, humans are meant to eat. Like, yeah. if there's one thing on planet <laughs> Earth that we're supposed to be eating, it's fruit. Yeah. But we, we have a tendency to put foods in certain categories, right? You know, you put the meat in the protein category. You put, you know, your kind of starchy stuff in, in the carb category, like potatoes, pasta. You put that in the carb category. Mm -hmm. You take, uh, you know, sweets and, and processed, you know, sugary stuff in the, in the sugar uh, area, you put avocados and oil in the fat category, right? Mm -hmm. And then fruit gets thrown in the sugar category, and all sugar's bad, right? Mm -hmm. And people think that sugar from a Twinkie mm -hmm. is the same as the sugar from, <laughs> from an apple or something. And we're so blinded, and this is my theory on why everyone reaches for the animal foods, is because we're so blinded by the all we think is, oh, we're getting a bunch of great protein. That's all we think. And it blinds us so much that we totally ignore the fact that it has all this other crap in it, you know? The fact that you're just eating a dead, you know, animal is problem number one. 
but all of the other, the hormones, the saturated fat, the, all the bad things that <clears throat> we don't even care about because we're so blinded by the protein. And it's the same thing, you know, with the fruit and sugar, but, you know, we, we, we avoid the fruit, but it's all of the amazing, you know, phytonutrients and, and all the antioxidants and some of the most amazing, in the water even, mm, that water, you yes. get from fruit that, you know, does not react the same in your body as a mm. processed sugar or these processed foods. So it's just, that like disappoints me mm. when, when, you know, people are avoiding fruit because they think both, both, you know, fruit gets thrown in the carb category too. Right. Um, and yeah. that's just, that's the, the low carb diets. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, nice. So, uh, what do you think? So I was looking up some stats before this. Um, out of curiosity. And I know um, in the U.S., in the Afri African-American communities specifically, that obesity is higher, heart disease is higher, mm. um, and, and uh, diabetes is higher, and a number of other diseases. You're more likely as an African-American in the United States to, to get those diseases. What do you think needs to be done specifically in African-American communities that, you know, how, how can your message and kind of what we're talking about get out to people? I think, um, yeah, I noticed it too. Like, we just have to get, we have to keep getting the message out there. We have to get people, we got to get more fruit into people's mouths and like they have to experience it. And it, it is happening. The people around me are starting to like see the benefits. I have many people that are eating more fruit now um, but there's a lot of obstacles to get to it because when you go into those communities, they tend to be low-income communities, and they're surrounded by just a lot of fast food, ch like Chinese restaurants, pizza mm. places. You know, there's really nothing healthy around there, and the healthy stuff tends to be a little bit more expensive. And you know, people are not used to spending money on food. They don't mm. look at food as a way to heal themselves. So you know, they'll say the fruits and vegetables are too expensive, but it's not more expensive than like your medical bills will be, you know, if you happen to get a disease or have to go to an emergency room. Right. Um, but it's, it's readily available. Like the, the junk foods, it's everywhere you go in the malls, it's everywhere. Like you can't be in like in those cities and, and just not smell just some fried foods yeah. or, and so it's kind of, it's the, the environment is a little bit messed up and it's hard to get out of that. And if you try to break out of that, everyone around you is going to think you're crazy too. Cause I've experienced it myself. Yeah. Uh, so what I think needs to happen is, you know, the message needs to go through and people need to experience this for themselves because, you know, I read about this and I, you know, people told me about the benefits of a raw vegan diet before or a whole plant-based diet. Uh, and I heard about it, I heard, heard about all the benefits and I watched those videos before and I said, I will never do this because yeah. I can never do that. That's yeah. too extreme for me. Mm. And if I said that, I know like most people are gonna say the same thing. And it wasn't until I experienced it myself that I'm just like, oh my God, I have to share this message. Like I had to, like I couldn't hold it in anymore. I'm just like, I just, it's like I found a gold mine. Like I, like I found the truth, like it was right there in front of me mm. just to be healthy, to actually live, to be happy. You know, because there's nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. Mm -hmm. And I think once we can get people to eat more fruit and, you know, they can take a break from the other stuff and they experience it for themselves, they'll, they will also start to spread, spread that message to word of mouth. And then we can start demanding better quality food and start saying no to the fast food, saying no to the drugs, saying no to all these things that are keeping us down, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. To touch on kind of the, 
Uh, expensive. I get that question a lot. Um, a lot of people will say, tell me, you know, Pat, like I'd, I'd do it, but it's just too expensive. And I think when it comes to, you know, a lot of fruit, certain fruits and a lot of certain vegetables, they are a little more expensive than, you know, just getting a Big Mac or something. But I challenge people to, you know, if, if that's the case where you live, like, okay, but there's other things just as cheap as the Big Mac that are still a lot better. You know, you mm -hmm. can go into Walmart and buy bulk rice and beans mm -hmm. for six bucks, you know, and, and eat for five days, you know, and just, so there's, there's other ways to do it. I always say that eating plant-based, like it, it's a peasant diet, like you're eating it peasant is, yeah. food, you know? And people, where people get tripped up is they think that, you know, eating vegan or plant-based, that they're going in and they're buying, like, the high-end $15 organic, you know, granolas and, uh, you know, organic quinoas and things like that. And there's a, that, that stuff's all great, but if you're doing it in a healthy manner, there's a, there's a way to do it very cheap with rice, with beans, with you know, the fruits and vegetables that are, you know, decently priced and things like that. So that's definitely something I think needs to be known to people that there is other cheap options too. Mm -hmm. um, it may not be the best of the best, but it's thousands of times better than, you know, the fast food and, and that sort of stuff. Um, cool. So uh, when does Hear Me Raw form? Let's talk about Hear Me Raw and kind of the, the mission of Hear Me Raw and kind of tell everybody uh, what it's all about. Yeah, Hear Me Raw. So that came about, you know, shortly after experiencing the benefits of fruits. And I just wanted to share my message, but I wasn't really sure how I wanted to share the message yet because I was still coming from the point of like, you know, being argumentative and I didn't want to bring that into my message. I wanted mm. to bring a more loving message. Um, so the raw foods definitely helped me get closer to that. And then also I was at this um, event that my um, friend was throwing, Aaron Wilson and um, Alan Dagba. They were throwing an event called What's Stopping You? And part of it was I had to write something down that um, I felt and, um, and what I felt was that I didn't belong. And, you know, it had to do with my family. Like, I felt like I didn't belong. Going vegan, like, I felt like a, like a, an exile or whatever. I felt different. I felt yeah. separate. But going raw vegan, you know, at that point, they thought I was crazy for sure. Everybody thought I was crazy. And I felt even more separate. So I felt like I didn't belong. So I wrote that down. And they had me go into, like, the middle of the room and to say, to say it. And then he asked me to say it louder. But I couldn't raise my voice. I was, and then so I was, ended up going to nature later that day, and I was asking myself, why can't I raise my voice? You know, where's my voice? Like, I couldn't find my voice. And, mm. you know, a lot of people go through that. We can't find our voices. We can't really speak out, truly speak out how we feel. Mm. So I decided to just kind of, like, scream a bunch of time at the top of my lungs out there. And then after I was done screaming, I thought about, like, hear me roar. Then I was like, hear me raw. Like, so, and that's where the name actually came from. And, you know, Hear Me Raw is, it's all about, like, helping people to express themselves. I want to hear people express who they truly are and get there because it's, it can be a little scary to truly be you because, you know, you know, growing up, we always taught to not be ourselves. When we, try, when we try to be ourselves, like, no, no, don't do that. Do this. Do that. And, you know, many of us want to do something a little bit different, but it's not really accepted by society or it's not going to be 
Um, you know, it doesn't make sense. You have to go to school. You have to go to college. You have to do things one way. But many of us, the things that we want to do, there are other ways to do it. And we are afraid of being rejected. Mm. Many a times that rejection comes from, like, friends. can come from families. So especially families, like, you're, I know, I never really felt accepted by my, 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 by my mother too much. And when I wanted to be myself, I just, I was afraid. And, but now that I've been on this journey and I've seen like the benefits of what happens when you truly express yourself, it's a whole different story. I've realized that if you don't express yourself, it's the same thing as death. It's, it's not living. Because I think if we come here to do one thing, that one thing is to express who we are. Because that's what we can bring to the world that is truly unique is who we are truly who we are. If we try to copy anybody, we're doing ourselves and the world a disservice. You came to this planet to bring something unique to the planet, and the planet is waiting for you. It's waiting for you, and the gift that you have to give to the planet is yourself, so that's why I made, made a video recently, like, give yourself to the world like your true self, so that's yeah. about, that's what Hear Me Raw is about. Yeah, I love it. So, that whole being yourself and finding yourself, what portion of that comes from what you're putting in your body connect those two all of it uh you know i believe you know we come from mother nature we come from the earth and the first time i really felt at home was in nature and the fruits you know led me to that the fruits led me to that because the fruits are such a high vibration you know they vibrate with the frequency of the earth and you match whatever your frequency is matching that's where you end up so i ended up in nature i ended up vi vibrating with earth's frequency and i truly felt connected and if you when you eat when you're not eating the right things you're not you're not going to be connected to the earth and you and you're not going to be connected to yourself you're going to be doing other things like i used to do with all the junk food all the video games i was just distracting myself i was going away from myself so you eat the low vibrational foods you're literally going away from yourself and if you look at the planet we're totally going away from ourselves we're like the opposite of what we should be we're we're like animals in a zoo I mentioned that in my very first video. Mm. We're like we're exhibiting behaviors that are that are very unnatural to us as human beings because we're beings of love, we're beings of connection, we're beings of community, and we're not doing that right now. Right now, we are totally separate from each other. We are totally separate from nature. We're literally trying to cover up nature. So once I started eating the fruits, I really finally really connected with Mother Nature, and I really understood. Like I understood you know, about veganism, about the animals and the planet. But when I started eating more fruit and more high vibrational foods, less foods that are more, more simple foods that are more similar to myself, because you know, the high water content, they're very similar to us. So it's like, it's very easy to assimilate into our bodies. I made that connection and I'm seeing how deep that connection goes. And then you kind of realize that you are the universe, that you are connected to it all. Like you are not separate from it. And you know, that's, I love to go, you know, philosophical on it. And it's, it's just a beautiful thing. When you realize you're a part of it, you realize that you do belong. It's, it's, I'm, I'm happy just knowing that because growing up, I just felt like I didn't belong. I felt like this was not the place for me. I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> but now I'm just like, I do belong. I have a gift here. I have a purpose to be here. And I'm part of it all. And yeah. it would not exist without me. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I kind of explain that as, I mean, kind of the, the hot word, I guess, the, the word to use there that, I mean, you describe it kind of vibrationally and energy-wise. Um, I think a lot more people would understand that as uh, the ability to just be present 
Mm-hmm. And to me, that's probably four weeks into, you know, changing what I was putting in my body. I had my first of, of 26 years on the planet, the first experience of my life of being what I call present, being mm. right there. I was, I know it exactly <laughs> when it happened, <laughs> the feeling, I was sitting on a beach. I had just gone surfing for the first time ever. Mm. And just, I, I, have a, I have a buddy that's a big surfer and he's asked me hundreds of times to go with him. But during this three, four week period when I changed what I was putting in my body, I was just open to it. I, and I finally told him, I was like, yeah, I'll go with you tomorrow. You know, finally did it, right? Yeah. And of course, I just got totally like, I don't think I stood up on the board <laughs> once <laughs> in an hour. And I was just getting tossed around. But anyway, I go back and I, I sit on the beach and it's just this amazing day. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching him surf and just sitting there. And I had never experienced the feeling I experienced right there. Mm-hmm. And it had everything to do with what I was putting in my body. So when you talk about vibrations and you talk about the fruit and right and and not only are you not consuming you know the death, the fear, the all the things that can come with consuming another creature on this earth mm-hmm. and now you're putting in these did you say high vibration? Mm-hmm. High bri- vibration foods? High vibrational foods, yeah. High high vibrational. Um yeah, you just you connect. And I'm yeah. sitting there on that beach, man, and, you know, again, the average person listening to this are like, this guy's crazy. Like, what's he talking about? But it's this connection. And, and I think you said it best with connection that, and you're just there, you're happy to be there, and, I mean, that's that. So, <clears throat> again, so talking about this, a uh, lot of people listening, right, are, you know, probably calling us a couple of hippies and, and that sort of thing. And, Kind of the the podcast, right, is all about sharing stories of everyday people, right, that have come to realize what they're putting in their body, you know, has this impact on them. And, and just, you know, all, all things around vegan, but also normalizing it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, telling people stories so that, you know, there's a lot of normal everyday people that have found this and it's done amazing things for them. So to the person out there listening right now, that's like, ah, oh, you know, JJ and Pat are just a couple of hippies. You know, they're a couple, two guys growing out their beards and, you know, walking around in the woods. <laughs> you know, what do you, what do you say to that, that person that's kind of, you know, just calling us a couple of hippies? I mean, I embrace it. I mean, I was, just, I was at a fashion show the other day and I wasn't in my hippie clothes or anything like that. But I was just kind of just sitting there vibing. I was listening to some music. And I was just like vibing and enjoying the moment, just enjoying being alive. And someone just called me a hippie. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I am. I mean, I don't really focus on labels or whatever, but yeah. you know, yeah, I'm label wise, I'm a hippie, and I love it. And I, I never would have thought that I'd be become a hippie. It just, it just came naturally. Yeah, it did. It comes naturally. And what being a hippie really means is like it's you kind of focus more on loving. You do. You focus more mm. on being on the pre, in the present moment. You get out of your head a lot more, and you get more into your heart. You know, like the I think Beatles said. Like, did the Beatles say sing the song about love is the answer or something like that? All you need is love. Not sure. All you need is all love. you need is love. Yeah. And <laughs> The heart is so powerful, and when you really get out of your mind and get into your heart, because if you're into, in the mind a lot, you're judging. You're judging so much. Many of us judge, and my life got so much better when I started practicing non-judgment and 
I stopped trying to be in control of everything and I, I was just enjoying the present moment. And I think if you can just enjoy the present moment, enjoy things as they are and just be, you know, because we're human beings, like let's just be. If you can just be, I think that's one of the most powerful, powerful things you could do because then you can, you can conserve your energy instead of trying to put your energy towards everything, trying to control everything. You can just be there and experience life and just truly be happy that there's literally, like this world is magical. It's a magical, magical world. You can't really explain it. Scientists still can't explain the world that we live in. It just, it does, we just can't. And, you know, children, you'll see, like, they have that wonder in their hearts. And I think it, it, it has awoken the child within me. And I'm able to have more fun in life. I'm able to enjoy life. I'm able to do silly things and not worry too much about it. And that's what, you know, being a hippie means. It really just, it's about just enjoying life, enjoying yourself, enjoying others, and having fun. It's like, why not be happy? You know, happiness is a choice. Mm. Mm, I love that. So you just you, you embrace the hippie the hippie label. I yeah, love it. it. <laughs> I love it. Don't fight it. <laughs> Don't fight it. Nice. So, um, what is long term the goal with with Hear Me Raw? What's like picture? You know, five years from today. What's the so right now you're working for T-Mobile? Did you say uh, Motorola? Motorola. Yep. And. I mean, obviously, sitting here talking with you, and we were talking a little bit before, that's not where you see yourself in the world in a job like that. What's, what's the big picture? What's the ideal for you, you know, a few years from now? Definitely, I see myself traveling and, you know, taking this kind of like international, maybe being able to work with clients from all around the world, you know, through using the internet. So that way I can still inspire people, still be making videos wherever I go, as long as I have like a Wi-Fi connection. That's really the vision there. And also wherever I'm at, I can have like, you know, talks, sessions with people and just, you know, public speaking events and just really share my story with people, get in, you know, get in touch with people and just, you know, bring my vibration, bring that energy of love to different places. Cause I think a lot of places truly do need it there. I've met so many people ever since starting the channel that are all around the world that are connected with my message. And I would love to also be there in person. Cause it's one thing to watch me on YouTube. It's another thing to really, to be, to be there with me. So, and I also want to be there with them. I want to connect with them. I want to give them a hug and, you know, tell mm. them I love them and just, you know, and really connect with people. So that's really what I, I see, just really traveling around the world, bringing that, that frequency in many different places, impacting lives and inspiring them to also share that message. And let's, because we, we got this. It's, it's on us to really, you know, raise the vibration. We can't wait for like a president to do it or anything like that. We have to do it. It's, we have the power. Mm, yeah. So to somebody listening, so you're, you mentioned you're at a fashion show. Do you model a little bit? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, For for fun, yeah. Yeah, for fun, yeah. All right, so, like, you're, like, totally shredded up. You know, you're on on this raw, you know, mostly fruit diet, right? Totally shredded. Like, look amazing. So, I know people are going to be asking, like, what's, what's your day look like? What's the average day look like in terms of food in terms of workout like walk walk us through a day Mm -hmm. in the life of jj you know the shredded sometimes model kind of guy here (laughs) um all right so my day i mostly i do like to meditate sometimes i don't but i do like to start off my day with some meditation as today i meditated for almost an hour because i had so sorry to cut you off but what does that look like so I've, i've messed with a bunch of kind of different meditation sort of 
techniques what's what's your kind of practice look like um it varies but the easiest the way i like to do it i just like to put some music on and just like kind of lay in bed and just zone out yeah um but i've done different ones as well i'm still working on being able to cross my legs because i'm not that flexible because <laughs> i never i never practiced my flexibility um until recently so uh, to me it's easier to either lay down or sit down and meditate mm. and as long as you just I think it's the most important part is really just not moving your body. I find out if you just don't move your body, eventually you kind of, um, you give in. And also something else I like to do is I count backwards from like 100 to zero and I kind of focus on my breathing. And that kind of helps me to kind of get away from my thoughts for a little bit. But I don't fight my thoughts. If the thoughts come, they come. I just mm. don't focus on them. Mm. And, you know, I listen to like 432 hertz, 528 hertz, like the binaural beats. And those really help me to like uh, tune out, you know? Yeah. Nice. I actually had an out-of-body experience one time with uh, listening to one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful. I, I have had one. So I've, I've, been, <laughs> I've been probably two years now, like medit- not every day, but mm-hmm. you know, when I, can, when, I, when I fit it in, it's usually two, three times a week. And um, yeah, one of the first times like, I was trying a new like, breathing technique, and I, I had an out-of-body out experience. And I was like come on <laughs> like you you like kind of come out of the out of that meditative state and you're just like wow yeah. like what just occurred uh opens your mind up to just so many different and, and you're just able to approach the day in such mm-hmm. a more clear and balanced way you know mm-hmm. all right so meditation sometimes in the morning what else we got um I like to also practice being thankful. That's one of the things like I loved. One time I was doing it like every day, which I want to get back to, and it just makes you so happy when you just mm. practice being thankful. You think about the things that you're thankful for. I realized that many times I ask people, "What are you thankful for?" and I'll ask them to give me ten things. Sometimes five things, and they have a hard time giving me five or ten things to be thankful for when there's like literally limitless things to be thankful <laughs> yeah. for. So you can tell that most of us we don't practice being thankful, and I think gratitude is crucial. And if we don't practice, I notice when I stop practicing gratitude, I tend to, you know, f- I forget and I'm not as happy. But once I start practicing again, like I made a video about gratitude and before I went to bed, I was just like so happy. It just gave me so much energy. So practicing gratitude, saying thank you, like when I first woke up in the morning, just say thank you and just being thankful to be alive. I love to do that. And then usually my first meal, like I love to eat watermelon, especially during the summer. Watermelon is like my go to fruit. I just cut it in half and grab a spoon and I just like eat it. And that's usually what I'll eat. Um, bananas. I love to eat bananas as well. Mangoes, if they have those, I don't know how to pronounce them. Like They're like the little yellow ones. Those yeah. are delicious. Yeah, yeah. Full you, don't like the, you don't like the bigger green ones as much? Not so much. Yeah. No. The, um, I love the Haitian mangoes, but they're not as good here as they are in Haiti. So mm. I don't really eat them that much anymore. Avocados are some of my favorite fruits. I got to have me some avocados. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what else do I like to eat? Papaya, but I haven't had it recently because I went to the Woodstock Fruit Festival and they had the Martha's Best Papayas and those were so delicious. Mm. And they're just, the ones around here are nowhere near as good. So I've not even bought papayas yeah, ever yeah. since being back. But usually like, I love to eat papayas. Yeah, so yeah. is it is the day, is it meals or is it just kind of eat fruit when you're hungry? I I usually eat when I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I eat when I'm hungry. I don't really do meals too much, but sometimes I do. Usually a meal will be, my meal will be like the watermelon. I probably mm. eat watermelon like twice a day. Yeah. Like I'll eat half of it one time and the other half later on in the day. Yeah. And that keeps me going. So can I ask just to tie this back to uh, 
kind of the expensive thought of of you know eating plant based. How much is like the average size watermelon that you buy? Like four bucks? Um, it depends. Right now there's some on sale for four bucks, but usually it's like six, seven bucks. Yeah. So seven bucks, two meals. That's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty solid, right? Yeah. It's yeah. not too bad. Yeah. So and bananas are really cheap too. If you bananas, want bananas, yeah. Uh, and even Whole Foods now they're cheaper. So yeah. it's like yeah. why not? Like I obviously, as you can see to your left there, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll go in and buy fifteen, twenty bananas. And I mean that's that's my go to like before noon. Mm. It's just bananas. Um so you kinda just eat when you're hungry, mostly fruit. Uh, when you get outside of the raw, I know you're not like hundred percent all the time. What do you, what do you generally go for? Um, usually I'd say rice and beans. Mm. Sometimes it's junk food. Pizza is one of like my cravings and bread is a bad one as well. But recently, like I've been able to get away from those cause the last time I had pizza, I just, I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah. Um, and I really don't enjoy rice either. It's kind of like a habit of mine. Yeah. I, I go back expecting it to be as good as I remember, but it's usually, it's really not as good. Um, so I'm, my thick, my, my body itself is speaking that's, it wants the fruits. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I've been listening more to my body and I'm definitely going, looks like I'm going to the route of 100% raw for sure. Yeah. Cause that's what my body's saying. So yeah. I've chosen to kind of just not so much focus on 100% raw, but more or less focus on what my body wants. Mm -hmm. And I think I encourage people to do the same as well. Cause some people are able to, you know, have some cooked foods and be okay and feel good. But if I don't enjoy the food, I'm like, why eat it? So yeah. That's why I'm going, kind of going towards the 100% raw. Cool. Usually it'll be like rice and beans. That's like the, really the only thing that I, I'll eat. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in terms of uh, workout, exercise, what's, what's the average day look like? Are you in the gym every day? Are you running? I mean, what's going on? What are you doing workout-wise? Um, I go to the gym maybe like two times, maybe three times a week. I don't go as often as I used to. Sometimes I'll just do push-ups at home and I'll just go to like the little park near my house and do some pull-ups. Yeah. Um, just do some bodyweight workouts. I did go for a run recently in the park and that felt pretty good. So I might start doing some more running nice. and more cycling, some more cardio, but I don't usually do cardio. Um, but I, once I start doing more cardio, I think I'll have to update, you know, eat more calories because the weights, I don't, since I don't lift weights that much, I don't have to eat too much. But now that I'm going to be running and being more active, I'll up my calories. But yeah, that's, I love to lift weights, but just not as much as I used to. Cause like you said, I just like to be outside more. Mm. It just feels much better to be outside more. And I'm one, I'm going to incorporate more outside activities. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So a couple questions. First being, so we just walked through like kind of, kind of an average day, right? Let's say, you know, you had, you were all raw, you, you know, went to the gym that day, went for a walk, whatever. Are you concerned because any person that you say, Hey, I, most of this week, all I had was fruit. Most doctors would even say, look, you're going to be deficient in this, 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 and this. You're gonna be deficient in protein, iron, mm. B12, all this, all this stuff. Um, what's your thought around that? My thought is just kind of listen to how your body feels. But for sure, like if you want to get checked up, go go to the doctor, get checked up, get your blood levels checked. You know, there's there's no point in not doing that. You know, I think your mental health is very important. So like mm. if you're if you're hearing that, and most likely you are, you're gonna hear it. It's <laughs> yeah. unavoidable. Yeah. Um, and you want to be sure, like, 
do yourself a favor, get checked out. And if you want to take supplements, take supplements. There's not, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking supplements if you have to. Um, and you can take supplements until you feel like you don't need to have, you, you don't need to take them anymore. So get yourself checked out. And if you have to take supplements, then supplement. But um, I know there are a lot of people that live this lifestyle that don't supplement. And I don't supplement currently, but I might in the future. Yeah. So I, it's not something that I, I'm against. So if you have to supplement, do what's going to make, do what's going to make you feel good. Like if, do what's going to keep your mind at peace. Mm. You know, you don't have to like, be just so serious about it just if you have to supplement supplement yeah and the thing about it too is <clears throat> you know supplements were there are always there anyways not just because a raw vegan raw vegans are not the only people that might need supplementing you know there's people that eat meat that can be b12 deficient and iron deficient you know it's not just because we're eating fruits and vegetables so the diet is not the issue the issue is more or less the state of the planet you know like the ground isn't as fertile as it used to be and as nutrient rich as it used to be so you know what we what we usually used to get our b12 from so now we have to do things a different way we have to supplement and i think once we can get back to just taking care of the planet uh eventually nobody's going to need supplements because we'll have just everything will be nutrient rich and also like a lot of the fruits and the vegetables are being grown for size and for profit rather than you know being nutrient rich so there are some reasons why we might have to supplement and that's okay. Yeah. And I think it's important for a lot of people to know that when you bring up veganism, you bring up plant-based diets, everybody has these questions of, of deficiency, right? Um, oh, I'm not going to get enough calcium or I'm not going to, you know, like we were just talking about, everybody has these kind of this, they're worried about being deficient in something. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that people know that, they are deficient on their Western diet. They're, mm -hmm. The standard American diet, you are deficient yeah, in no doubt. all of the things that prevent disease and, and keep weight off and <laughs> all the <laughs> things you want, you're deficient in with the heavy you know, meat, dairy, processed food diet. So I, I find it funny that you know, your nutrition level isn't going down when you switch to a plant-based oh, no. diet. It's going through the roof up. It's not. Um, so I always, like to, I always like to say that. So... To somebody listening um, to us talk here that, you know, was maybe you two and a half years ago or me, you know, three plus years ago in a spot with, with our life, with, with diet, with health, with everything that, that they just know it isn't right. Maybe they're struggling weight-wise, maybe they're struggling health-wise. Um, what's the first step somebody can take to, um, improve that and, and make a, make a, you know, step in the right direction and, and get their, get their health, um, on the right track and then get them personally in, in a better spot. Hmm. First step I would say is to work on self-love. I think self-love is what's really going to be like necessary to, to, to really get through. You kind of have to do it for yourself. And so the most important relationship that you will have is the one that you have with yourself. And life is all about relationships. Everything that you do, it's the relationship with something. You have a relationship with your family, with your friends, with food, with, you know, with everything. It's all a relationship. But if you work on the relationship with yourself, you can see how when that benefits, when that grows stronger, every other relationship improves. Because one thing I like to say is everybody is you. You know, once I started really connecting with people, I realized I could see myself in them. And that's why it became very easy to resonate with other people and to really see where they are coming from. Because I really did start to see them as myself. And it became easier to be, to be good to them because I was also being good to myself. So 
I believe working on the relationship with yourself, really taking the time to just go out into nature, somewhere that's quiet and has that's very high vibrational energy, and to just sit there and be with yourself. You know, many of us are afraid to be with ourselves. As soon as we get, we're alone. We think we're bored. Oh, we got to turn something on. We have to call somebody. We have to text somebody. We have to go on social media. We're always keeping ourselves busy. But if you can t- take a break from all that and just truly just be with yourself, you might finally hear your voice speaking. You might finally hear your in- your instincts, your intuition. Because I realized along my journey, a lot of the questions I had when I got the, the, the right answers is when I asked myself and I heard a voice in my head answering back to me. Like it was the voice in my head that told me that everything is connected. And when I heard that, you know, that really changed my life. So I think going within, taking the time to spend some time with yourself and truly loving yourself. And, you know, going, when, when I meditate too, I like to go over some certain situations that bother me. And either try to like change the situation in my head, play it out the way I would like it like it to be, because you know you can you can kind of trick your subconscious mind into into believing what you want it to believe. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been kind of brainwashing ourselves in the opposite way. We've been carrying on like the negative things that were said to us, and we've been replaying those in our heads. But now we can replay good things. We can do like affirmations, like you know, I love myself. I am beautiful. I am powerful. You know, whatever we we think we're not, we can start saying it, and eventually. Over time, we start believing it. And so I'd say the most important thing is definitely work on the relationship with yourself because ultimately the path that we are all on is the path that leads us back to ourselves. It leads us back to within where all the answers lie. Mm. I'm going to have to have you back, man, because <laughs> what you said right there like is hitting, hitting home with me. And uh, just kind of from a mental standpoint, when you're those affirmations and being alone with yourself and just saying things that positive things that kind of you envision your life being mm-hmm. um, is just so powerful. And I really believe that if you have those positive thoughts and you keep reinforcing them in your head, they become true. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not people think your the environment is in control of all those things. But in fact, I think your thoughts really can impact the environment you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so we should we should do this again <laughs> in, no, no. The, in the future and, <laughs> and just go deep on that because that's that's really cool. So um, to touch on that, so something I get a lot with people is um, when you say, like I always say to you know help others and to do good to others, you first need to get yourself in line. It starts with you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You need to take the time to get in the right place yourself before you can effectively help others. And we kind of live in a time and most people believe that's a selfish approach, right? Uh, It's selfish to put yourself first. It's selfish to spend you know, an hour doing yoga today instead of, you know, with my kids or, um, so there's this whole like notion of, of being selfish. And I still argue that if you don't get yourself, your health and in your, your spiritual health where it needs to be, you're just going to be less and less effective at Mm -hmm. helping those around you. Um, so what do you say to people that, um, kind of say, look, spending time with yourself and treating your body right and putting yourself first is selfish. I think sometimes we do have to be selfish. And selfish is not always bad. And especially, I believe, 
if you're being selfish from a place of love, it's not selfish. And if you're coming from a place of love, like true love, true love is knowing that you're connected to everything and true love is knowing that everybody is you. So if you know, if you've experienced that true love and you're living that true love, you're trying to embody that love, you're not going to be rude to other people. But if you don't know that love, then being selfish can be a bad thing and you will truly be selfish and you're not going to take care of others. But when you truly love yourself and you know that if you don't fill up your cup, fill up your glass first, you can't help anybody else. And it's the same thing, like if you think about relationships, if you don't work on yourself first before entering into a relationship, you're going to be a negative impact on that other person because you're going to drain them. And it's no different in any other relationship. So I think it's okay to, to take care of ourselves first because if we don't take care of ourselves first, we're not going to be able to help others. And like I said before, it goes back to the relationship with ourselves. If we're not taking care of ourselves, how can we take care of others? We are not going to know how to take care of others because mm. we're not taking care of ourselves. We're just going to truly be doing exactly what we're, do what we're doing. So if we don't take care of ourselves, we're not going to be taking care of other people. It's yeah. just simple because anything that somebody does is a reflection of how they are with themselves. When somebody's being rude to you, being mean to you, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them because they're being rude to themselves. They're being mean to themselves. If they're not listening to you, it's because they're not listening to themselves. It's always a reflection. People are always reflecting what they inside, as within, so without. So definitely be selfish. That's the best time to be selfish is really when it comes to yourself mm. take care of yourself you have to take care of yourself yeah yeah how can you how can you love others if you don't love yourself right mm. um I, I like the example of the oxygen masks on a plane right yeah. you got to secure your own before you can you know secure those around you and, mm. and, and save their lives you know uh, or help them out um cool so where can people uh i got one more question here before we end but where can uh people reach out to you watch your videos um you know, say hello, whatever. I know, is it is it mainly YouTube and Instagram? Mainly YouTube and Instagram, yes. Instagram is what I'm on the most, for yeah. sure. Uh, and it's hear me, Ra. There's a couple underscores in there, right? Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. But. It's a couple underscores. I think if you just put hear me, raw, just one word, come you, up. You, it should come up, yeah. yeah. Both on Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. It'll come up. And definitely, for people listening, you got to check out the YouTube channel. I love the YouTube channel. <laughs> Thank um, you. Uh, great videos and... You got a good little uh, following there that, I mean, you're most certainly making a difference in people's lives um, already. So I hope uh, it just continues to go in the right direction with that. So before the last question, I again just want to thank you. Uh, this conversation has been amazing. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad we connected and just thanks for coming down. And it's, this has been awesome. You're very welcome. And I'm thankful. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this podcast is called Eat Green, Make Green. Uh, what I mean by that is I know that eating plant-based, living a vegan lifestyle, puts me in the best position to succeed at whatever it is I strive for in my mm. life. Um, so I kind of define the make green portion of that as whatever my goals are at any given time, whether mm. it's um, in my career or in my relationships or whatever it is. That's how I define the make green portion of that. So I would ask you, what does make green mean to you? Why do you eat raw vegan? Why do you, why do you live a plant-based lifestyle? I love, just, it's pretty much exactly what you said. I love how it makes me feel. It puts me at the best place that I can truly be myself, that I can truly be love. Like on my Instagram, I put the embodiment of love. It's hard for me to be the embodiment of love when I'm eating like a lot of too much cooked foods or too much salt or the junk food, if I'm eating that, like literally my vibration does go down. 
And eating raw has helped me to give up a lot of things, including like I no longer smoke weed, I no longer drink alcohol, I watch a lot less television, you know, I'm not distracting myself as I once was. I'm not watching porn anymore. There's like a lot of things that I used to do before prior to this that I had a hard time letting go. But like I mentioned earlier, this whole spiritual journey of the fruits has really been about letting go. And I've been letting go so much and letting go of all these things has really allowed me to speak, has allowed me to find my gift and my voice. And my voice is my gift, the way that I talk. Um, I get a lot of compliments about how I sound and how soothing my voice is. And I would have never known that I had this if it wasn't for the fruits. Because before then, I had no idea. I had no idea whatsoever what to do. I was going everywhere. I was going to my family, my friends, like, what should I do? Like, what do I need to do? Like, I had no idea what I wanted to do. But within a year of eating this way, I already know what I have to do. I didn't know what I want to do. And I'm doing it. And I'm actually doing it. Mm. I'm not just sitting there thinking about it. I'm actually doing it. And I'm inspiring others to do the same. And let's put ourselves in the best place, the path of least resistance. Let's not go against ourselves. Let's just make it easy. Let's make it simple. Eat simple living foods in order to, to live, in order to make that green. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this episode like while I'm trying to go to sleep, man. You know, that that <laughs> nice. soothing voice. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you again. That was awesome. Anytime. Yeah, thank you. For those that are interested in adopting a plant-based lifestyle, you're in luck. That's what I do. I work with men and women all over the world to adopt this lifestyle, to heal inflammation, to get off their medications and treat their health at the source, which is with diet and lifestyle. My program called Seven Weeks for the Rest of Your Life is designed to teach you exactly how to transition into a healthier lifestyle and I give you all the tools, all the resources, everything you need to adopt this lifestyle and apply it to your life for years to come. For more information on my course, pop over to eatgreenmakegreen.com slash coaching. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Have a great week.